Welcome to episode five of Bracket Busters, our last episode of our uh, first season here as a college basketball podcast. I am joined by my host again, Ben Keck, who is wearing his North Carolina jersey. So, Ben, how are you feeling right now? Uh, it's, a, it's a little depressing, but <laughs> I'll start off just by saying they weren't supposed to be here. So the fact that they're even here is a big deal and should be. That's true. Should be something to celebrate. So that's true. We'll take pride in that. We could start. Okay, we could start there off of that comment. North Carolina has got to be. I mean, Villanova won it all as an eight seed, but that was a very different era of basketball. This North Carolina team had to have been the most talented eight seed of all time. That and that, or the huh? year Kentucky was the eight. I was seed, just gonna say that. Game. I was just gonna say that because they were very similar. They both had struggling points, and they were kind of in bubble situations. And yeah. then they kind of won towards the end of the year to push themselves into it, and they made their run. And it was so. So you get like the the uh, casual college basketball fans are probably like. What? How was this team an eight seed? The the committee's so dumb. Why did they seed them as an eight seed? And we talked about that at the beginning of the year, like or at the beginning of the podcast, as saying like they very much view full body of work. And North Carolina's full body of work was very unimpressive until so. If I saw the stat today, forty six days ago, they had just lost to Pittsburgh, and they were. 0-7 in quad one games at that point. They Jeez. hadn't won a quad one game. And I think their final quad one wins they ended up getting ended up being, well, Michigan eventually, I think, became a quad one by the end of the year. But I'm not sure about that 100%. Yeah. If they were. Yeah. But that was early in the year when they played. But at the same time, they hadn't had one. And then I think their first one might have been Duke before they got their first quad one win That's at the crazy. end of the year. That's crazy. Yeah, so we'll get into the emotions. The the cool part about this this podcast will be will be I would Ben's Ben's second favorite team. Ben's a Gopher fan first, and then his second favorite team is probably North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a Michigan guy first, and my second favorite team is Duke. So we'll get into the sorrow, emotions, and and sad of both of our uh, optics. Where Ben then will also get to have some celebratory. Uh, remarks about that final four game as well. We got to start <laughs> with the Natty. We got to start with the Natty because it's fresh. It's right in the it mind. It is fresh. Right now. It just happened. We're recording this. Uh, it's it's past twelve thirty Eastern time where I'm at, and it's past eleven thirty. Uh, we'll both be running on low sleep tomorrow. Dedication to the podcast. No, that's so, right. First of all, clap it up for us. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so the I have this this game I was I was really torn I didn't really care who won as a Duke fan I should hate North Carolina I don't really hate I, we talked I talked about that I don't really yeah. hate North Carolina and Hubert Hubert Davis is just a class act he's awesome he, he shows it every time after he gets every time he's in a press conference he shows how much of a class he's, act he is he is he is and so this game, I, I had a buddy text me. Uh, shout out to David Craig, who's going to start joining on some Don't You Know Sports podcast things. He texted right at the beginning of the game when Kansas jumped out to like a 7-0 lead. He's like, this might get ugly. I thought the and same then, thing. I was like, yeah. oh, but at the same time, my North Carolina, I was just like, you know what? 
this is okay. I don't have to like stress about the game. It's over right away. I can just right. like relax the rest of the game. Right. You were like, all right, it was fun. It was a fun run. Yeah. <laughs> you're playing. You're playing with. You're playing with house money. Exactly. I was kind of like, right? eh. yeah. I just kind of felt like, oh, the run's over. Seven zero. Here it is. Finally caught right. up to him. Right. And we're, and we're gonna be about to get into the frustrations and and different things that happened because it's it, it has the same feel for me as my as when Michigan played Villanova, where like. I was playing with house money. Michigan, Michigan was an 11 seed. They made the Sweet 16. So I was like, okay, whatever. If they beat Villanova, great. If not, they lose. But after the Villanova game, I was like, are you kidding me? Michigan could have won that game, and they played terrible. And there's definitely things Carolina could have done in this game that they could that could have put them over the top. Obviously, they had a 15-point lead at halftime. Mm. Um. So let's let's break it down first half. Charles Barkley at halftime, to me, hit the nail on the head. I don't know if you got to hear everything at halftime, what he said. Kansas' game plan in the first half was horrendous, I thought. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't know what the film session was like on Sunday and, and the game plan and all the talks. And Bill Self's obviously a really good coach, but their game plan was awful. Mm-hmm. They, they, put, they, they just treated... Carolina like they were Villanova. They're like, oh, McCormick just went for twenty five uh, and uh, easy double double against Villanova and dominated them. Who's best? Let's do the same Dixon. thing, <laughs> right? Who's six eight? And you're going against now you're going against Armando Baycott, who's one of the best bigs in the country. And then you had Christian and you had Christian Brown driving in multiple times on Brady Manick, who yes he's faster and he would get around it, but then Manick would jump up and he swatted him a couple times and. I think there were. I think I saw the stat. There were six for twenty-one in the paint yeah, in the first the start, half. Yeah, I saw that same stat. It was wild. So I'll let you. I want. I'm gonna let. This is how we're gonna. I want to play this uh, national championship recap. I want. I want to give the cons of Kansas, and then I want you to give the pros of of UNC. Because gotcha. you're the you're you're the UNC fan. So I want. I want your thoughts on what you thought they did well in the first half. Because obviously the first half went in their favor, hundred percent. But I'll give you – so that's my number one for Kansas is that, that their game plan, I thought, coming out was terrible. I thought in the first half, uh, Ochai Obaji played kind of like Jay Nivey did against uh, St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. Like one of the best players on the court, probably the most athletic best player on the court, and showed one or two little flashes of it. But he took five shots in the first half. They were they were getting boat raced. You Carolina went on a huge run. and. He was nowhere to be seen. Like, yes, players got to show up at that time. Absolutely. And he did not. And then number three, uh, three and four kind of go together. I, I, I have – that was the worst half of the tournament for Kansas by far. They didn't play great against Miami in the first half, Providence. Like, there was a few other halves where they didn't play their best. That was their – they played terrible other than the first two minutes. <laughs> yes. Right? They went out 7-0. And then uh, I think the rest of the half, they scored 18 points. I think it was 18 points in about 18 minutes for them. The rest of the, So it was mainly my, my critiques for them were offensively. I thought their offensive game plan was horrendous. They could not hit water if they fell out of a boat. Uh, Remy Martin got lucky. They banked a three in yeah. in the first half. 
And they only the, the reason you can go to all this lack of offense, blah, 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 is that they also only shot four free throws in the first half. They got athletes everywhere, and they only shot four free throws. It was insane to me. So my one I'll – finish, I'll finish my rant here and let you go. My one uh, thing that was painfully obvious was that Carolina completely out-hustled them to all the 50-50 balls and rebounds. Absolutely. Other than the first, other than the first two or three minutes, Kansas came out and punched them in the mouth, and then after that, Carolina took it to them physically. Because I don't think Carolina played all that fantastic in the first half, and they were up fifteen. I would agree with that. I didn't expect them. Like if you would have told me, like just kind of watching without seeing a scoreboard, I wouldn't have guessed they were up fifteen. It didn't feel like it at all in my mind. Yeah. And, but, yeah, I mean. Are you good before I yeah, I'm start good. going? Okay. Go for it. I mean, I would say the big thing, I mean, like you said, the big thing that I think stuck out for Carolina was their second chance points. Offensive rebounds that they were fighting for. R.J. Davis had six rebounds at the half. R.J. Yeah. Davis is six foot. He's out there yeah. scrapping around, hustling yeah. for rebounds with these tall Kansas players. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they and they got to the – free throw line two in the first half they were aggressive they put mccormick and lightfoot in foul trouble in the first half which I was they, huge well they shoot they shot 16 free throws i think in the first half yeah 16 and they i think they only ended up with like just Thir- in the little 20s or something yeah i think there were 13 for 16 and that was that was baycott yes he was time. he was aggressive and i that again those first 10 like first when they were down seven zero and Baycott was kind of getting stuffed by McCormick. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, he's not healthy. This is going to get right, ugly. Right. That and, was, that was the social media presence too. At that time was like sucks. Like Baycott's not a hundred percent and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden uh, he flipped a switch and it was like, boom, the dude died in the first half. All of a sudden he was at like two rebounds at like, in the first two minutes, and then all of a sudden he ended up with a double double at the end of the first yeah. half already. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell just happened?" Yes, yes. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I, and I would the other big plus I'd say for them would be Manic. Manic in the first yeah. half was playing great. He got it looked like he got concussed right yeah, off yeah. the bat. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I was like, dear lord. Yeah, and then he hit two back to back threes that kind of jump started the run that got them the sixteen up to yeah. the sixteen point lead yeah. at one point. So I think he Manic to was me, huge. Yeah, he was the only one in the first half from either team that hit a, any jump shots, really. Yeah, it was a lot of Obaji came out. Obaji came out and hit the exact same shot that he did against Villanova to start the game. Literally, same play, hits a three off a curl, and then Kansas gets out to an early lead, and you're like, oh boy, is this going to be the same thing? And then, obviously, Carolina comes back, punches back, and then Manic is the only one that he had three threes in the first half. Nobody, I mean, the pace was crazy and it was a fun game. Like to, it was, it was entertaining to watch, but then I was like at halftime, I sat there. I was like, I really feel like neither one of these teams really played that well. No. Oh, yeah. And I, I, Kansas I played really way. bad. I mean, you had to feel great as a Carolina fan where you're at, you're up 15 at halftime for, it was 40 to 25. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like you're like forty to twenty five. As long as we don't turn the ball over and we make a few shots, then we should we should win. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, the halftime thought in my mind was I was like, 
well, Kansas is going to make a run. And you knew Correct. it was going to come. Like, they're going right. to cut it to within five, at least was my thought at some point in that in that towards the end. But I thought it wasn't going to be till the very end of the second half. Was my right. I was like, right. North Carolina should be able to keep them away for a bit. And, oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Was I wrong about that? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was, it really was. So I, I was, I really didn't have a dog in the fight, but then at halftime, I was like, okay, I, I was really pulling for Kansas in the second half. I wanted to, you want to see, I want to see a close yeah, game. Yeah, you don't want to see a blowout in a national championship game. Right, right. Even like, as a fan of North year, Carolina, year, I didn't want to see that. I wanted right. like a game. Last year, Baylor kind of, Baylor kind of, blue Gonzaga out it was never really it never really got close Baylor went out to an early lead like a I think they were 10-0 or something like that right away and then it never were, really got super yeah. close Baylor never and really I had Baylor shots. I picked Baylor <laughs> and I picked Baylor to win it all last year so like that was who I wanted to win but it was still like hey it's the national championship like you want to see you want to see competitive close game yeah. and so then coming out of the half I mean uh, this is, this might be a stupid take, but I know dunks are only worth two points, but the alley oop coming out of the half electric. slam by McCormick was electric, and it was like whoa! The crowd immediately gets into it. It just it kind of gets the stadium uh alive, you know, wakes everybody up, and it's like okay, Kansas is still Kansas here. Let's let's rock and roll. Uh, let's rock chalk chalk here. And they and they and they came out and punched <laughs> right away. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what Bill Self said at halftime, but they came out and and woke up. Yes, and I think and and even to even your point was like Kansas did an alley oop and they're still down thirteen. Right. And North Carolina, they ensued panic. Right off the alley oop, they like couldn't right. figure out what to do. They were like, Caleb loves like panicking, shooting deep threes, like they're down yeah. 15 instead of up 15. Like, right? It's like, what is going on? Yeah, they they really, it really, Carolina's offense really got out of whack. They started the second half with a couple turnovers, mm-hmm. and uh, they had the inbound that weird inbounds play, uh, pass where I think it was leaky black. They were denying the inbounds, and then all of a sudden he was going to pass it, and then he like leaned over yeah. the line. Oh, yeah, and the, and then the second just... he did that, I literally put my head down. I'm like, Kansas is gonna like, take the lead at some point in the second what? half. Like, it, <laughs> this is not. It was good. like that kind of stuff. Is like, dude, all the stuff that you've been through and done, and you that you make you're making those mistakes in the national championship is crazy. And then. Continuing along in the second half, I mean, Carolina was gifted some some missed free throws and stuff too. Babaji was horrendous from the free throw. I know line. he missed like he missed like four out of five at one point. Yeah, it was horrendous to watch it him. It was shoot. terrible, or maybe even more. If he hits he his missed. free throws, which he was six for six the last game on his free throws, like right. I mean, they that they're they're up like ten. Towards the end I of think that, at one yeah. point, I think at one point it was forty-six to forty-one, and I sat there, I looked at my family, I was like, "Well, if Obaji makes all of his free throws, it's tied right now." I think he had missed four or five free yeah. throws at that point already, and that's their—that's your like Big Twelve Player of the Year candidate, like best player on the court lottery pick, and he's missing free throws. It was crazy, but Christian Christian Brown was massive in the second half. Absolutely, 
Once he got downhill, his best game is when he gets downhill in transition. Yes. That's because the first half he, he created and did some stuff and he got swatted in the paint because it was in half court. And, and yeah, North Carolina limited them getting into transition. They correct. controlled that. Correct. And then the second half, they were they had strips, they had blocks, they had rebounds, they had you know, they had it all going for them, and then they got out and ran. And so Christian Brown sparked that first run. And then I think what Kansas went up by like six or so. It was like fifty six to fifty. And yeah, I was yeah, they like went up six. And I and I, I was like this game's so like uh, Kansas. I was yeah. shocked. I was like, "Wow, Kansas really came." It's like Miami game. I thought it was like yeah. Miami game all over again. I thought it was about to be like a twelve-point game. Like I think I texted you. I was literally like, "Every time Kansas has the ball and they have the lead, I feel I'm like, game's over. They're not gonna miss another possession. They're like right. rolling on all cylinders." Like right. And then Carolina, and then Carolina punches back. Just it, it felt that. Then it flipped to me in my head. It flipped like the Baylor game. You know where yep. like. Kansas went on this huge run just like Baylor did, and then somehow Carolina won that game in overtime and showed the resiliency and punched back. That was exactly what happened in the second half. I was like, with about like 10, 11 minutes left, I was like, Kansas is about to pull away. And then Carolina comes and makes a few shots, and your boy, Puff Johnson. Puff Johnson, unbelievable. (laughs) For a guy who averages two points a game all season, for him to come. (laughs) Cam Johnson, who now is on the Phoenix Suns, his brother, yeah. his younger brother, I mean, what a <laughs> what a moment for him to shine. And then, of course, got hit in the stomach and started vomiting after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was tough. That was yeah. tough. But, like, that was such an unlikely source of offense. I mean, I mean not just offense, but a spark on the court. He was rebounding. He, he was pushing. He drew, back. He drew a, I think he drew a charge at yeah. one point, too. Like, it, he it was, was like, awesome. It was literally it was his show for for like two minutes there. It was yeah. like he was the only player on North Carolina. Uh, yeah, it was, and it was so unexpected. If you're a Kansas fan, you're like, "Are you serious? Who the heck is this dude?" And and we're we're focusing, we're shutting down Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, and this guy's the guy that's going to come off the bench and beat us. Like Carolina is not deep. We everyone knows that. Yeah, and he comes in and balls out and gets into double figures and makes some awesome plays. Without him. Carolina falls apart. Yeah. He kind know? of stuck them together there. And then you get under the 10 minute mark and you're then Carolina makes their little run back and it's back and forth possessions. And then all of a sudden, Remy Martin. Holy those, smokes. Those fadeaway threes. He's just launching them and they're just pure. Yeah. What? Two in the corner. Get a couple then, in the corner. And then that one with the, with a couple minutes left. With, with the shot clock was winding down. I was like, with four shot clock winding down, shot fade, kind of fading out. And it went in. I was like, that is, that is this dude's moment right now. Holy yes. smokes. And I think we mentioned that on maybe the, the second podcast episode we had, where I, we talked about he would be a big factor. And I, I think I kind of underestimated his uh, importance. Um, importance to that team because he was hurt all year he missed a lot of time yeah and he came back and he wasn't fully even up to speed going into the tournament they kind of now vamped him up and i mean look at the difference he's the difference that wins them a national championship they don't have him if they don't have him tonight i don't i don't think i don't think they win oh definitely not i mean 
that those those situations where he hit those threes were moments where Carolina's defense was actually prevailing in the second half. Right. They weren't wide open threes. Yeah. Like Carolina was actually finally like getting like a good defensive possession out of their Uh guys. And he just drained (laughs) fadeaway Uh, three in the corner. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. He was lights out. He was absolutely lights out. And then lastly, you get into the unfortunate stuff like Baycott turning his ankle. It sucked. Sucks. You hate that stuff in sports. When the sports gods, when that happens, it's like, Dude, I just want to watch the best players ball out for the national championship and may the best man win. And at first I thought it was a wet spot on the court or something. Same. But and was, I was like, you, I was like, you got to have that court clean. That's what I was. I was about to lose yeah. my mind at like, the, and then you showed the replay. It was like, no, his ankle just turned again. It was like, dang it. And then did you find it odd that Kansas didn't go and attack? I was so confused. I was like, what are they doing like they have an open there was an open layup like and yeah i don't know if it was bill self telling him to hold up or if a player had some weird sense of conscience about him it right. was like i'm gonna hold up wilson had the ball wilson had the ball on the wing no one was guarding him yes. so he could have taken a wide open three but he had missed some but he could have drove in and probably dished to mccormick for a dunk or or dished to somebody for a wide open they would have been up three yeah with 20 so it was seconds a one left. point game it was a one point game yeah. when that happened mm-hmm so that that was mind blowing that they that, that they did not attack after that. Yeah, I was I I, I mean I sat there I was kind of like what is going on, and yeah. I mean I mean kudos to Wilson if he was showing a sign of sportsmanship that's maybe the most ultimate sign of sportsmanship in the world. <laughs> For real, that's like uh that's like that commercial. I was just gonna guy, say that. Yeah. <laughs> I touched the coach. Me. I touched the coach. coach. It's off me. And then the ref changes the call in the commercial. Yeah, right. Come on, Alex. It's the championship game. <laughs> yeah. If they would, the if Kansas would have lost, that might have came up. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. There would have been so, memes that were like, come on, Wilson. It's the championship game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had all the memes right next to each other. Like, yeah. are you kidding me, dude? Um, and the, we can't finish this. Uh, we can't finish the game without talking about uh, McCormick. I mean, he, that the dude Baycott got the best of him in the first half, and then Baycott got a little bit of foul trouble, and then got hurt, and he took advantage. And his his jump hook went in a few times, and he was an absolute energy player, disrupting shots at the rim, another double double absolute travesty that he didn't win most outstanding player of the 100%. final four. It, he had huge games in both games. Abaji had a great game last game, but did not perform at all in this he game. 12, Abaji had 12 points today. He took nine shots. Yeah. Like, Abaji's terrible from good, the free throw line. I think Abaji will be a good NBA player, but tonight was not his night. No. No offense to him. <laughs> it was <laughs> not his night. He missed a bunch of free throws. He was not the clutch guy down the stretch. Remy Martin and and McCormick were the yes. clutch guys down the stretch. And then Christian Brown was the one that started the run in the second half. Obadji was mm-hmm. like fourth fiddle tonight. Yeah. And there were possessions where he didn't even touch the basketball at times. He right. was like going without right. touching it. It was like you're like all American players not touching the basketball right now. Like what's going on? Like crazy. Crazy. Um 
And then and then you had the obviously the, the like you probably your probably your probably your heart was probably ripped out um when they missed the shot and then all of a sudden Kansas steps out of bounds. What was going through your mind at that point? Uh I I mean I'm like I'm like oh I was kind of like oh, there's a little chance and I was like in my mind like part of me is like don't let Caleb Love take the shot. He's been off tonight like but at the same time, I'm kind of like, let Caleb Love take the shot. He likes the big moment. Like, like, <laughs> right. Like, like, who else was it going to be? You know? Yeah. It was like, I was, I kind of, I wanted to be manic, but manic stumbles on there. And I I'm know. They like, drew up a play. And, and I think, I think he was option one. Yes. On I that would play. Agree. It looked like they were, they were kind of screen the screener type, whatever play, like misdirection and trying to get him all the way across the court. And he's great. He's got a high release, and he's great at shooting the contested jumper. Yes. So I think he was the one, and his it looked like a slow mo, like he, stumbling. And he like he tried was, to get up, and he just like yeah. this fell. He and was he, trying so hard to stay oh. up, and it was I was like, dang, that sucks for him. Super senior grad transfer, like could have been his moment. Yep. Um, and then I don't know about you, but I would. If, I, if I'm a coach, as a fan, I hate watching it because I'm like, dang it, this sucks. But as a coach, I would foul up three every time. I honestly thought they were going to do that, too. That was my first reaction. I was like, they're going to foul him right away. Like, why wouldn't you? So, love ball. But, on the, on the... but here, here's my thing, actually. If you foul love, love is a very good free throw shooter. He's probably hitting his free throws. Or, here's what I'm thinking. Right. He hits his first free throw. They've dominated the offensive glass. Yeah. Like, Kansas is probably like love's been cold swarm manic because we don't want to let them get another offensive rebound. Sure. And maybe counter, that, my counter to that would be at that point, Baycott was out. That is very true. And it you got McCormick in puff. there. It would have been manic. You got there. If, if I'm bill self, I'm saying McCormick, go get me a defensive rebound. I trust you to get a defensive yes. rebound on a free throw. Because it was crazy to me. You don't want to foul and then three free throws. You don't want to risk that. Yeah. But Caleb Love got the ball pump faked and then came down with it and took a dribble or two. When he put the ball down, if I'm Christian Brown, I would have fouled immediately. immediately. You don't foul that instinct right when he catches it because he was going up right away. Correct. It would have been a And then you risk risk the ref maybe giving you three free throws. But then after that, it's like, dude reach and grab his arm or whatever you got to do to get his attention. Yeah, I would have fouled. So, and he ended up missing it. And I mean, what it comes down to fully for Carolina is they're both their guards played pretty crappy tonight. They just RJ, had bad shooting nights. Yeah. RJ Davis had the hustle points. He was like, cause he had, he had 12 rebounds. He had a double, double somehow as yeah. like, going up there. So he's, uh, so, uh, probably, he probably thinks it was an ugly double double. It was very ugly double. He was five for seventeen shooting, I think. Yeah. And yep. Caleb Love was seven for twenty four. Was he? I thought he was five for twenty three. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe five. Maybe I got those two confused or something. I'm mixing my stats, but I thought he had twenty five for t- five for twenty four. Oh. So ten ten for forty one from the two guards. And combined. There is something I did see. I saw a lot of, uh, say, North Carolina fans hating on Caleb Love after the game. Yeah, he had a yeah. rough game, but you also got to put it in perspective. There is no way you are in the national championship game without Caleb Love. You got to just ride no. and die with him. Like, no. 
that's yeah. it. I mean, yeah, like not, you're not guys aren't gonna have their best shooting night every night. Yeah, Obaji right? like, didn't, and Remy Martin stepped up and carried Kansas. Right, like it, right, <laughs> and that's that's the difference between those two teams is is you had Puff Johnson step up and give you some unexpected points and minutes, but Carolina needed their best players to carry them, and Baycott played very well most of the game. Manic hit a few shots. In the first half, he didn't do much in the second half. That was and then Lo- their, their game plan. They did, He didn't touch the ball in the second half, it felt like. I, yeah. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. And, and that, and that was, that's their bed in their tournament. Love and Love and Davis, that's how they, they've been riding or dying with those guys. And tonight, the, sh- the ship sunk with those two not hitting jumpers for the most part. Yep. So, congrats to Kansas. Bill Self getting his second national championship. That's elite company. Hard to win one, but when you win two, I feel like you really elevate yourself into elite coaching status. Only 15 coaches have won multiple national championships. Yeah, yeah. How, how many current, you know? I mean, well, we'll, we'll, count, many. we'll count Coach K, even though he's retired, yeah. technically. Coach um, K, Jay Wright, Bill Self. Um, I was gonna say Roy Williams. <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't in this game. <laughs> is that it? Is those is only one one? Gonzaga obviously hasn't never won. Hasn't. UCLA has never won recently. Um, that might be it. That might be it. Uh, oh no, yeah. Billy Donovan's in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not another one. There's nah. I think that's it. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, Jim, uh, how many does Bayheim have? One. Okay. I think I think he only has the one from Carmelo's year, unless he won one earlier. Rick Patino, Ben. Oh, never would have guessed because he's <laughs> at Iona. Rick Patino. <laughs> of course. But yeah, that's that. So that's elite company. Again, it is. multiple ma- multiple natties. It took them a while to get that second natty after that first yes, one. Oh wait, but yes. So good for Kansas. All right, let's yep. break down our uh, the other final four games real quick. Um, I think we start uh, Kansas, with Villanova, Kansas. Yeah, let's do that. We quick. might talk a little the other first. one. Um, Kansas Nova. I mean, Kansas came out and. Punch punched them right out. in the face. Nova cut it to like six or five in the second half yeah. at one yeah, point. Decently it, close. It felt like it felt like they might get there, and then it just Kansas kind of quickly just wiped it away and was like, nope. It was one of those like Nova. Nova was playing pretty well, and and got hot, but it was still was like, man, Nova's gonna have to play perfect to. Yes. Get over the hump here. Like, perfect basketball, because they dug themselves into a big hole early. And they were yeah. already shorthanded um, with uh, more tearing his Achilles. And credit and credit to um, Abaji, because Nova started hitting threes, and in he started hitting... Abaji started stepping up in right. that game. He was he, lights he, out. He, yeah, he started, like... Pushing and keeping them at went, distance. I think he was six for seven that game from three. Yeah. So, 
And so that was, Villanova played bad their previous two games. They beat Michigan in a bad game, and they beat Houston in a bad game to make the Final Four. So I was expecting them to play well, and they played pretty good. For and what they could felt, without one of their best players. Right, and it felt like Villanova played decent, and they still didn't even score a ton of points. I was watching the game. I was like, man, they only got you know 40 points. They only got however many points. Like I felt like they were hitting some shots. They had a they had multiple go in and out a lot too that were like oh that might be going in and a lot of close misses and like one of the worst things you ever watch in the tournament is these these young guys you know grown adults crying in their coach's arms at the end of the game it's the freaking worst it is absolutely just <sighs> hurts when Gillespie comes out and hugs Jay Wright it's like ah. Oh. He's had such a fun college basketball career. Yeah. Had so many, so many great moments, and then it all comes to a close. And it's like, man, that's the type of guy that you know maybe carves out a, a role player type role in the NBA, but most likely probably not. Yeah, probably not athletic enough. It's like, ah. Oh. But Looking hey, all good things must come to an second rounder undrafted, and then he'll have to fight. Right, all good things must to an end. You know, only one team hoists a trophy at the end. So yep. you're gonna have you're gonna have seniors on on 67 different teams having those moments where they thought they could win it all, and it, it comes to a crashing halt. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, that's all about that's all I'll say. Really, that's all we really need to say about that game. I mean, yeah. Kansas came out played they played a bad half against Miami and they came out and played a pretty much a full 40 minutes against mm-hmm. uh, Villanova and, and McCormick dominated. Uh, yeah. He was I mean, he had like 25 career high. Yep. They just fed him. Dixon's a good player, but he's just not big enough. He couldn't handle him. McCormick's all muscle. He's a huge, yeah. he's a huge boy. <laughs> and he's got a great touch. He's got a nice jump hook. Yep. He's all over. He was all over the boards. Just, just dominated. So, and then we were so due for a game like Duke, North Carolina. Oh, it had been so long after. I mean, it got me. I got a little nervous after the terribleness. I mean, I'm not going to say Kansas Villanova was terrible because it wasn't all terrible, but it was Kansas never gave up the lead. They had it. The right, it, was, it, it wasn't a classic by any means. And I was like, we've literally watched five straight not great basketball games right. since the yep. Elite Eight started. This is not ideal. <laughs> right. And, and then Duke Carolina was like, arguably, I, a lot of people said it in the media, and I, I would agree with it, is it was probably the biggest college basketball game ever. I would agree. I mean, if, and it just, it, like, it might not have been, it might not have been the best game ever, but it brought me pure enjoyment to that level of the best it game ever. It was beautiful. As a basketball fan, it was awesome. Yes. Both teams traded punches back and forth the whole game. The, it, was, it was, I mean, oh, any it was electric. There was, it was awesome just too, because like, you'd see at the end of like, for, for instance, then I have, um, Bancaro hits the three and Duke goes up six and it kind of feels like, oh, yeah. Duke's kind of getting a little momentum. And then right. in like 30 seconds, North Carolina scored six points and tied it up like instantly. Right. It was like, whoa. It was like, it was just, cl- everything was just wild. And it was the same way. Anytime North Carolina got like a six point lead, Duke chipped right back into it. Six right. down zero, like boom. Right. It was, 
back and forth action the whole time. Big time shots. Um, AJ Griffin didn't play very well for Duke, but Bancaro, whenever Brady Manick was guarding Bancaro, he went at him. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a miss for Duke. Uh, but the guards for Carolina, I mean, that, that was their game, you know, like they balled out. Baycott was a rebounding force, but I don't think he, he didn't score a ton. He got his double double. He did. He did have a double double, but, but it was, it was love and Davis yes. and uh, love in the second half, right? That yes. Love erupted in the second half 20, and obviously hit the 20 whatever three at the end in the second half. And it was just, I, I, I was obviously pulling for Duke. Yeah, Love had Love had twenty eight points, um, and Ben Carroll had twenty. Um, I didn't know that Duke shot Duke shot five for twenty two from three. Oof, that will do it. Jeremy cool. Roach, oh, Jeremy Roach and AJ Griffin were combined zero oh for nine. I was going to say three. your best free. Three point shooters, AJ Griffin, and I did see this. Um, Leaky Black t- took on AJ Griffin in the first matchup. At, I mean, at the second matchup at Camden, uh, Cameron yes. Door. Yeah. Um, and he locked him down in that game, and they put him on him again. And he's been he was a difference maker because he's a great defensive player, and he locked him down. I thought an interesting matchup that game was Wendell Moore guarded Brady Manick and neutralized him for most of the game. Yeah. So they put the guard on the big guy, and Manic didn't post him up at all, and he didn't get many looks because Manic hit a couple threes late, right? Before yes. that, Manic was help. Manic was in single digits, and I thought that was a great coaching strategy by Duke. And they didn't they didn't have much going for uh, for Brady Manic. He ended up with fourteen, but that's because he hit a couple big shots late where it wasn't was it wasn't the same defense, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, but that game was pure chaos. And the, the only thing I'll say about the end is, uh, I mean, I need a shirt again that says make your free throws, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you just hate, you. I don't, even if it's a team that I don't like, I hate, and this was a team that I, in an instance, a team that I do like, you hate to watch a guy miss two free throws in a row down the stretch, and then they, that's the reason your team or one of the main reasons, it's not the only reason, but one of the main reasons that your team loses, because you know that that guy is going back to the locker room and just, like, feeling the entire weight of the world on his shoulders. Like, he just let millions of people down. Mm-hmm. And so Mark Williams missing those two free throws. And he's and he's a good free throw shooter for a big guy. He's like 70%. Yeah, I mean, Duke's a pretty good free throw shooting team for the most part. Yeah, and they shot 60% from the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bancaro missed a big free throw down the stretch. Yeah, they they had missed. They were they missed a at few. That two minutes, like from the one to the two to one minute mark, Carolina missed a few field free throws, and then they were yeah, they good basically in the last yep. minute. They were good, and that's when Duke was off. It was Manic missed a couple. Yeah, in a row. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, dude, who's gonna make? F- it's crazy. I tweeted it out. I said. It's crazy how these these crazy, amazing college basketball games with all the talent and skill and and randomness that happens in a basketball game, how a game sometimes a close game 
almost always comes down to shooting a free shot from 15 feet away where nobody else is between you and the basket. It's you and the basketball. Can you make a shot from 15 feet? That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. <laughs> it's, that's why you do a free throw bracket every year. You know, that's right. right. And it actually worked out. I had two Final Four teams, North Carolina and Villanova. <laughs> exactly. Make your free throws. Oh, it's my proof. gosh. I mean, Baycott, Although, that game, that game was awesome. The one instance the free throw really just turned on, on its head was uh, when Kansas kind of was shot 50-something percent from free throws today and Carolina shot 80%. So that's a bad It's true. It doesn't always bracket. work out that no, way. No, it, it does doesn't not. always work out that way. <laughs> Well, I'm sure turnovers came into play. I, I yes. don't have the numbers in front of me, but turnovers in the second half were definitely a factor. Yes. Tur- turnovers and throws are, the, are my two main stats that I like to go to. Yep. Um, but going back to Duke North Bay- Carolina. Baycott, Baycott had 21 boards that game, and that was when he turned his ankle again. I was like, even I was ro- I was rooting for Duke. I was like, dude, that sucks. I don't want to watch their best one of their best players get hurt and that'd be the reason duke wins and then he has the heroic comeback um i don't know if you thought the same thing i was like why is he going to the locker room he ran to the locker room and then he came right back i'm pretty sure they gave him some some type of uh medicine was, pills they gave yeah. him something in the tunnel that was like we can't we can't show this on camera and then yes. we're going to send it back Because it was like there. a split second. It was it like was, a split second. He just sprinted right like, back out. They, they didn't go back and tape him up or anything. Yeah, they're like, okay, we need you to go take some type of supplement or whatever it is. And then you're going to get back out there. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, so that, that was good to see him out there. And then he followed out. Yep. And I was like, and, and I was sitting there. I'm like, if this game goes to overtime, Duke's, Duke should and I think would win. Yes. Bank Bancaro would eat a, would eat the he would just drive the basket and eat. Would feast on them. Yep. Um and then Caleb Love hits probably the shot of the tournament. Oh uh, yeah. Over Mark Williams. I mean that's gonna be on people are gonna put that on memes, on t shirts, on whatever. I literally screamed to... out loud with my in laws down in the basement and I yeah. <laughs> I literally I literally goes, oh, don't shoot that. <laughs> and then he just trains it. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, that was absolute craziness. That was, that was one of your classic, but he, but he was the, he was the dude though in the second the half. I mean, and that's the guy you want to have the ball in your hands. I, you I know? just, it, I just, I just, you just get so nervous when that shot goes up like that far away. You're just like, oh dear Lord. Like why? But, yeah, oh, it was I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it was we amazing. We talked game. about we talked about Roach on previous podcasts. I mean, Roach and Moore for Duke, their guard, they they were completely outplayed, bigs wise. I mean, Trevor Keels was a huge reason off the bench that Duke ended up taking the lead and and they played well. He he played fantastic. He was a great but spark Roach, for them. Yeah, Roach. Roach and Moore were combined six for 25. That's tough. That's a tough stat line for the Duke guards. So, I mean, and Wendell Moore hit the big big three at the end, uh, the kick out, and he put him up one. So he, he had the clutch, one of the, one of the more clutch shots in the game. But Carolina ends up coming out, and now they get to hang their uh, 
hang their hat over Duke and retiring Coach K for the rest of their life. Yep. I will say um, two kudos to two Duke things when I was uh, at the end. And I'm not going to – I completely understand the concept. The The entire Duke team walked, just didn't even shake hands, which is fair. Yeah, like, I didn't it's a rivalry that. game, and they all walked to the bench, and they all just walked to the tunnel right away, which is fair. It's a tense rivalry game. You just – you're really depressed. But I will give kudos then, though, to Moore because he went – he was the only player, and he shook every Carolina player's hand. Mm, and him and Coach K him. were the only two that actually stuck out and Did the other hands. coaches – no, although I didn't see any other coaches, at least in the clip okay. they had. So it was just Kay okay. and Moore. But it was okay. really a kind of cool moment for Moore. A, I mean, and I don't blame the Duke. Luck. I don't blame the Duke players though, because I understand hey, the moment. I'm like, about. I'm all about that too. Like, like Carolina people then have you 100% have the you can make fun of Duke player fans and say you guys weren't even man enough to shake hands. But then from a Duke side, like. Man, this is so much more fun for the rivalry when you have yes. teams that hate each other yes. and and do things that generate this animosity towards each other. Absolutely. Give me all that. We're getting too soft now in 2022. I want to see more intense rivalries and you want to see the hatred boil down on the court. Yes. That's and it makes you just more fun. And like these Duke players, I mean, they've heard the media's talked this season over about it's Coach K's final ride. They have all this immense pressure on them. You can't blame them for just being like def- right. emotionally defeated in the moment and just being like, just get me off the court. Like, I don't want to be on this court right now. Like, Agreed. they wanted to get off. I agree. And yeah, and it didn't like, it totally was cool with me. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't expect them to either. Like, just like you're exhausted. It was rough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They also showed a clip of Coach K talking to Baycott after the game um, in the tunnel saying, oh, I, saw I hope that. you're okay. You were, you were my player of the year. I yeah. hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out Coach K. Yep. Um, I've been a Duke fan since the Jason Williams days uh, in the early 2000s. So, I hope John Shire can um, torch and run with it. I Hubert Davis is a class act. I think he's going to be an awesome coach. I hope those two are both there for plus years and and have a fantastic rivalry like Roy Williams and Coach K and Dean Smith that'd and Coach K. Yep, that'd I be, I that'd truly be hope ideal. they're both there and they're both making Final Fours and uh, a national carrying on the program on a regular basis. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it was it was it was I was a it was a bummer. It was a bummer. That's all I could say. But kudos. Kudos to Carolina winning pretty much the biggest college basketball game ever. The only thing you get now as a Duke fan is is Carolina fans can say, hey, we retired Coach K, we beat you in your last game. And then Duke fans just say, well, congrats, you won that, but you didn't win the national championship. Coach K's got five rings or whatever. Like, it's North a bit Carolina of a, has six. Right, right. <laughs> It's a never-ending argument. <laughs> it is. It would be a never-ending argument of like saying, "Oh, well, you, we beat you in your last game. Oh, well, you didn't win the national championship, so who really cares?" Like, and you can constantly go back and forth, yes. and that's what you'll hear. That's what you'll hear. Actual die-hard Duke North Carolina fans do. I'm a big Duke fan. You're a big North Carolina fan, but I would not consider myself a like 
die hard. I hate all North Carolina things, yes. and I will live and die with Duke. That's not my stance. I'm trying to, st- I will be a level-headed, correct, like fan of my correct. team. I, I have over, no, I have no problem me. giving Carolina kudos and and making this awesome run. And I appreciated the basketball for what it was—a fantastic game that it was. And both teams played well. It was a really well-played game, and it came down to a huge shot at the end. And that's what you want in March. Yep, hundred percent. So it's not like Michigan, Ohio State, where you can't even say Ohio State's name. Right. Exactly. <laughs> where like Michigan, like yeah, when Michigan, Ohio State in football, especially, I'm like, I can't even. I don't want to talk about Ohio State football ever. <laughs> So they do illegal stuff like sell tattoos and things. And then, yeah. Okay. That's it for this season of college basketball. But that's it. Let's, oh, one uh, shining moment. One shining moment is the best. The best. Yes. It was a little, yeah, it was a little choppy out. this year. I'm going to say it. A little choppy. Yeah. I, thought I there was, was little, pretty pleased. Michigan got, Michigan, got four, Michigan got four spots in one shining moment this year. I was very, I was very happy. I was like, oh, look, it's Michigan. Oh, Michigan again. Oh, my gosh, Michigan's in it again. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, there was a few, I felt like a little more editing errors than normal the, the, with it. But it was good. It was good. I mean, it's Indiana still... cheer made it. Yes, it did. Yes. That was tremendous. That's all that matters. I, just, I saw that. Every I time like, when I hear the trumpet, burr, 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 I just get chills. I'm like, this is the best. I love the it. song's the best part of it, mostly. I think, anyway. That's I think, the song. <laughs> right. I think we got to look into that next year for... Uh, starting the podcast with that music. I think that should be our. It all depends on if CBS has rights to that song. Cause right. If they we gotta do, figure that, that would out. be really hard. <laughs> we got to figure that out, but yes. I think that would be very fitting. Um. So yeah, that wraps up uh, bracket busters season one. Um, I think we're looking at starting up again. We'll, we're going to take a break and we'll probably get back into it. Late October, early November is probably when we can look out yeah, for us again. We'll where we'll big, get our uh, conference preview previews, episode. conference previews, things like that. Final Four, Coach of the Year, Player of the Year, blah blah blah. Look at all the transfer portal coaches who've moved. Transfer we'll portal already crazy. Stuff. I know it's already chaos. Sean Miller's back at Xavier. Thad Mata came out of retirement to coach Butler. Um. Steve Prom's back at Murray State. Yes, crazy. There's our, it's, yeah, it's there's all, already every everything's crazy. Um, St. Peter's coach is at Seton Hall. His alma mater. Yep. Yep. So we'll 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 come back with all that. We'll recap all that. Um, feel free to let us know any uh, tweaks and changes or questions about the podcast that we can make it better. And then also then in our quote unquote off season. We're gonna look at getting started a Don't You Know Sports podcast with our other uh colleagues and start getting into the broad sports landscape of everything with NFL, NBA, uh NHL, MLB, college football, college basketball, maybe golf. sprinkling a little golf, tennis, soccer, World Cup, all the stuff. Um, so be on a lookout for that. Shoot for and that. Maybe by sometime in the next month. Sometime or in so. April. I think sometime yeah. in April. We've got NFL draft coming up. We've got some fun stuff NBA coming up. NBA playoffs start next week. 
Right. Next week? No. This is the last week of the season. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Regular season ends this week, so. So. Lots. It has been very fun doing the podcast. I've enjoyed it so far. I don't care if two people listen or if thousands of people end up listening. I want to keep doing it because it's fun talking about college ball. And after doing the podcast, it makes me realize even more that college hoops is my favorite sport. Absolutely. I love football. Just reaffirmed I'm, it all. I'm a football guy, and football is fantastic. But college basketball is the best sport. I love watching it throughout the whole year. And then you get the March March Madness every single year is just like, I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Every single time mm-hmm. we've done a podcast, we've said this one should be shorter. This one should be shorter. Yeah. Right. And it's, we just, we just talk and go because college hoops never disappoints. And there's always so it much. Really to talk about. <laughs> so you got anything else to add other than people need to share the podcast, grow the brand. Yeah. Grow the don't Tell- you know sports brand. Where definitely there's going to be a lot more blog posts and you'll be meeting a lot of other members of the, the squad in weeks to right. come, I'm sure. And our our, uh, our next podcast, the Don't You Know Sports, will be, it'll be all uh, mainly Midwest oriented where we'll have a broad scope of things. But almost all of our teams are all uh, generally in the Midwest, hence the brand Don't You Know Sports. So, you know, that's right. All right, Ben, I think that's all I got. So that's it for season one. We will be back at it in late October, early November for season two with hopefully some uh, more updated and fun things to get after. And like, follow, subscribe, do all of the stuff, share with your friends, share with your family. Let's Jacob get all still the to do a snow angel. I do still do a snow angel. I haven't gotten snow here. I always expect snow in Michigan in March or April. If we don't get it, we'll have to figure something else out. Or we wait. Or I wait. I don't want to wait, though, till next winter. I feel like I should do something before that. Jump in a cold so, water. True. I could do something like that. with the, with. We, I have a pool. Let's say. So I could, I could do something with that. All right, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Perfect. All right, that's all I got. God bless you all, and we will see you next year for season two. That's a wrap. Bam.